Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Broadway Vibes Only. <laughs> we didn't try doing it um, synchronous this time, which is good. Yeah. Yeah, no, we we decided just to do one person and just go from there. But we are so excited to be back. Um, today we have a very, very special and exciting episode for everyone. We have two special guests that we will jump right into. So we have Molly Twig and Nandita Mahesh. I don't think you've ever said my full name. I don't think I, I know I've never have. Did I did I say it right? Yes. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's because I was thinking at the I was thinking at the time I was like I have never said her name fully. <laughs> awesome. So we're very excited. Um, we're gonna be kind of doing a two part kind of thing. The first is we're gonna talk about Molly and Nan and their involvement. Um, with the University of Pittsburgh Theater Department, they are both very very involved. As you know, Josh and I um, were slash are still involved with Pitt Theater. I'm still a theater minor, but I am not as nearly involved as they are. Um, they're kind of doing a lot of things right now, so we're going to talk about that. And then our second part is going to be talking about a recap of 2022. So shows that we all saw, not collectively or collectively not together. Um, and what we liked, we didn't like the drama, all that good stuff. So we're very excited to jump in today. Um, and yeah, we can get started. Josh, also, anything to say? Molly's a former friend of the podcast. So if you want to like listen back, if you like listening to her talk, she's been on <laughs> an episode. I think it was late December of 2021. I'm pretty sure it was literally a year ago, like yeah. around this time. Yes. Yes. Because we, yeah, we interviewed Musical Theater Club Board. That was fun. That was fun. We could do that for this year's board. With Lauren Taylor. Oh, oh my God. We'll do Okay, we'll so do that again because that was the best. Yeah. Yes. If there's one thing about Lauren Taylor is that she is a frequent flyer on Broadway Vibes Only. Yeah, and on and many podcasts. She wrote us up in the Pit News, which I literally just, like, <laughs> somebody sent it to me. And I was like, oh my God, second time being written up in the Pit News, our podcast. So go <laughs> us. Um, okay, yeah, let's get right into it. So um, something unique that the University of Pittsburgh is doing this year is they're putting on a brand new original work for a musical which I don't think in terms of musicals and like the university productions at least in my four years we ever did I don't know about if I'm missing something but in terms of like what the university productions are doing um and they're both involved in it and honestly like we just thought this would be a really interesting topic to talk about because none of us are necessarily professionals so having right. the chance to like work on a brand new work let alone a brand new musical is really unique to do, especially going to a college like Pitt where you're not like expecting that. Um, so yeah, do you guys want to just give a little intro on like your involvement with the work and what it is and yeah. Yeah, okay, I'll start. So the musical is called Abduction. It's brand new. It's been in Chicago and I think in New York for a, fest a festival and in Pittsburgh too for a little festival and a full production, I'm pretty sure. Um, but it was written by a musical theater lecturer and also she helps out with musical theater club, Becky Toth. She wrote um, music and- She did the music and Brad Kemp also- with the music and then TJ Piper wrote the book. Yes. And it's just this crazy, silly musical comedy about this small town kind of country girl who sees a cow get abducted into the sky. Mm -hmm. And then she tries to tell the whole town about what happened and no one believes her. And then like the whole town ends up getting abducted. And yeah, I'm playing that girl. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm <laughs> like the pick me <laughs> and man is playing my lover oh my god wow 
goth. The, her description is like she's an emo goth conspiracy theorist. Um, oh, apparently, is- yeah. And Becky said that they were based off, like, our two characters were based off of Leslie Nope and April Ludgate. From- oh my God. Stop. Yes. So, like, at callbacks, when Becky was like explaining the characters to everyone, she was like, Yeah, so um, Pippa is very much like confident and like kind and positive and whatever. And um, Quinn is more like a sadist. She's very sarcastic. She's very like maniacal. And then Molly and I just looked at each other and we were like, so this is meant to be. <laughs> yeah, that's no. so good. Oh, also, I just wanted to add in here that um, Molly, Nan, and I got close coincidentally in a class that we had with Becky last semester. So in the spring semester, we all had musical theater together, and the three of us um, really kind of bonded right away. And then, yeah. So how how full circle is that? It's kind of crazy. It's crazy. crazy. Yeah. Um, um, I never had Becky Toth, but I did have Ricardo. Shout out Ricardo. Uh, I love Ricardo. Literally the best. But um, I guess like, so you went to callbacks, whatever. How did like the, when did you start rehearsing and what was that start like? Because I know obviously like when you're in a normal musical or a normal, when I say normal, I mean like not an original work, you have things you can reference. You can watch videos. You can, you can see how other people's takes, like what other people's takes of the characters are. But like, how do you go from like paper to like actually like personifying? Is that the word? Like turning the characters into real people? Like I, I'm so curious what what went through what you went through in your mind to kind of do that. The thing with this show is they've been working on it for like four years, so there is like an original cast recording. But if you go on Spotify, it's like completely grayed out because the music has changed so drastically. Like there's barely any songs that that are the same from like a couple years ago. So we honestly don't have anything to reference. Um, we it's have scary, like, which is scary. Cause I feel like that's like, cause the show um, we start rehearsals February 20th. So from now until then it's like, we can't really listen to the music. Like, I mean, in our case, it's not as bad because we both can read music and like we play the piano so we can figure stuff out. And obviously we have Becky on our side to like help make recordings and stuff. But I feel like now is the perfect time to sit and listen to all the songs and memorize them and not being able to do that is a little scary. But also I think it's fun to be able to make it your own because you don't have anything else to base it off of and kind of copy off of, which is cool. literally all we have is the script right now like we have not started rehearsing at all so for this next month I'm only I'm I'm literally only in three classes next semester Mm -hmm. and then I'm doing three credits for the show so like I'm gonna put in work for this and try to like memorize as much as possible early just because this is also like both of our last semesters so graduation and like trying to figure out what we're doing after is gonna take up a lot of time too and molly also has like four seconds of off stage time like she's probably on stage speaking or singing 90 percent of the time in the show wow she's- wow so molly yeah you gotta start gearing up like have you already started like trying to memorize your lines or are you just like kind of looking <laughs> over it um not the lines but um the music yes i have um i have some of the score so i've been trying to like piece things together and try to memorize melodies just because i feel like that's gonna be trickier as far as since it's all new music but once once I know it I'll know it same with like the whole cast like Mm -hmm. and it's also such a ensemble heavy show there's like a huge ensemble there's this whole dream sequence and with a bunch of different characters like there's like like Dolly Parton there's um I'm coming in for this when is it (laughs) you have to you should the flight's like 40 minutes like I so could when when is it 
um, um april 6th through 17th or 7th or 16th something the like that yeah yes, i'm literally gonna look at flights like <laughs> please <laughs> no, yeah no, it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy and i don't even is, know what to expect this honestly. is the most like fully staged and like prop scenic everything wise um that the show has will be which is yeah. also very exciting yeah oh my god that's so cool and it's also cool to think about like where it's gonna go after too right. yeah. i was just about to ask about that how do you feel about the response it, like there's a sense of responsibility you have uh <laughs> because you're one of the first people to be in a fully mounted production um you're you're not you're neither of you are really like theater are both you're no neither of you are theater students you're a business major nan right and yeah. what's your major molly political science I'm communication communication uh, okay so you're a communications major so i guess have you kind of i know the stakes are obviously a little bit lower because it's not like broadway but i mean have you like cut, like thought about like this is kind of weird like i'm doing this musical at my university but i'm have the responsibility of being like the first one of the first people to like originate like what if something happens with this work like I don't know like you never know like it, it doesn't have any history attached to it but it has so much potential to have so much history attached to oh, it totally does. it totally does it's a great script it's definitely scary but like I feel like in a way it's also since it hasn't been done that much we have a lot of leeway mm -hmm. with um not changing things but really making it unique and I feel like every production, especially with a show this new, is going to be completely different. So we'll kind of be able to have some leeway with that. But it is definitely scary thinking about, you know, <laughs> if we like, I don't know. I just think it's cool that like, like one of my songs is way too high for me. And Becky's just like, oh, we'll just take that down. Or like if some of the yeah. lines, if there's like a joke that doesn't land after she sees it, she can just rewrite it. Like, I think that's so cool. Yeah, it's Whereas, such a special thing. Yeah, for like other shows that we've done, like having to say so intensely, like perfect to the script um, and getting like 10 pages of line notes every night if mm -hmm. I mess up a word. Um, yeah, it's going to be exciting. No, Definitely that's so cool. experience that yeah. neither of us have ever, or maybe will ever. <laughs> hopefully not will ever to but this extent yeah. yeah again well it's also cool because I feel like you know you said it was such a big ensemble have you show that like so many people also have this experience too like so many people in the pit theater department like I feel like I remember um I was talking to like Lauren I was talking to you guys about it too but like the auditions like so many people auditioned and it's because it was such a big ensemble like that's so yeah. cool that so many people at pit are able to have this experience and like say that they could do this because that's such a unique thing and like yeah again like ho hopefully it's not the only time but it could mm -hmm. be and that's and I, that's such a cool experience so I think there's like there's like 36 people in the cast, yeah. which the most Something crazy, yeah. the most people that have been in a cast in a show at Pitt the past like four years is like what eight, twelve, something right. like that. Like not that many. Yeah, yeah, that's nuts. That's I'm, 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 I'm so, so excited, and mm -hmm. so many freshmen too. It's just like perfect mm -hmm. to set them up for the next like the next four years. It's gonna be great. Yeah, I, I also think from an educational standpoint, having a firsthand experience to develop and work and play around with a new work is like the best education you could possibly get like the yeah. best theater education and that's one of the reasons why I've always thought pit stages was like a like a special organization specifically compared to other college like university production organizations just because of the way people of truly so many different majors and backgrounds come together to put on yeah. a really high quality show mm -hmm. um and I don't know I personally think that's really unique like Obviously, we're not like known for our theater program, but I think what we do with the 
theater resources that are funded by the university and the way we take advantage of them and incorporate all of the other people contributing to all the other really great parts of our university, like STEM, political science, writing, like all the things that we're actually known for coming together to contribute to yeah. something that we're all really passionate about is really special. Yeah. And I think in a way it's like, that's that what you're saying with, you know, there's so many different majors that get involved in theater. And I think a lot of it is because they don't want to pursue just theater, but they still have so much talent, like people that were, you know, huge theater kids in high school or their whole lives that don't really want to pursue it, but still have just this insane amount of talent that they mm -hmm. don't want to just like do away with once they're in college. So Pitt is very special for that reason. I've always thought that too. Totally. Yeah. Also, I, they're I, Go ahead, Nan. <laughs> Sorry. I was just, like, their take on like diversity also is honestly great like mm -hmm. they really value diverse actors and diverse everyone because like there's so many like they make it a point to like that you have to have like at least this number of people as POCs in their show or like something like that which is I think cool yeah totally. definitely I remember I was giving um as we all know, one of my personality traits is being a tour guide, but I was giving a tour and someone was, um, this was a kid from Chicago. And I remember I said I was a theater minor, like early on. And later on in the tour, the dad was like, Hey, like he won't tell you, but he's super into theater too. And I was like, no way. He was like, yeah, he's the lead of Newsies in his high school right now. And so I was like, oh my God, you're Jack Kelly. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, that's so cool. And he was like, yeah. And he, and he, and then he's now that you're talking about theater, he was like, so you're telling me like, I can major in chemistry and do theater. And I was like, yes, you can. And he was like, and you can see shows like downtown. And I was like, yes, you can like, like tours come here. So, oh my God, now we're like talking about like Pitt and like Pittsburgh, but like, <laughs> it just, it's, it's so, it is so, so, so cool because Pitt is definitely unique in that way because not a lot of colleges will do that. Like not a lot of co colleges will offer that. So um, yeah, I'm so excited. Like I, I can't wait for the show. It's going to be so good. Excited. We're excited. Also just to add to that while we're here plugging Pitt, I mean, listen, <laughs> I know from our, from our little analytics that we got at the end of the year in 2021, that a lot of our audience is like middle school aged, which I love. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, when you start thinking about colleges and you have all of your, your passions, it really is a great place to consider. Um, yeah. No, it is. yeah, and I've seen that across like all different types of things, like all different kinds of majors being combined and things, but that's a whole different topic for another time, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. The yes. other question I was really eager to ask was since this is a new work, what's the music like? Is it like pop, is it contemporary? Like talk a little bit about that or at least what you've been able to piece together. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's very, from what I've heard, it's kind of like, since it is about alien abduction, there's a lot of like kind of synthy sounds in it. It's kind of it's very like contemporary, upbeat, rock, like rocky, silly, jazzy. It's yeah. literally every like there's, it's kind of yeah. everything. It's not it's not as much like Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat vibes where it's literally everything. Right. But it is like there's a lot of different like funny, cute things but it's also like there's some like toned down stuff there's like ballad vibes yeah. and there's sweet stuff in there it's kind of cool. just like a classic like contemporary musical I feel yeah. like it has a yeah. lot of it and the lyrics are like hilarious brilliantly yeah. brilliantly written yeah, yeah. Oh. and I had another question and no 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 spoilers per se but does it have a happy ending or are you not gonna say I think it does yeah yeah it does okay 
It does. Okay. Oh yeah, it definitely does. <laughs> okay, good. Okay, good. Well, because I know Dance Nation, like whenever um, Nan and Molly were in Dance Nation, we'll talk about that next. But I remember Dance Nation. I was like, what? <laughs> it ended and I was like, wait, what? What did I just watch? <laughs> yeah. So, but that was a play. That wasn't a musical. Right. No, Dance Nation's, <laughs> Dance Nation is not for like, I don't know. There's so many people in at Pitt that are required to see the shows um, for like intro to performance or um, I think like dramatic art or something. But um, I think those kids were genuinely scared of Dance Nation. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, Molly, Nick, if you, if you could like talk about um, like what that show was and how that process was also, um, because we kind of like jumped in Dance Nation without like introducing it. So can you introduce yeah. it? And then we'll talk more about like, you know, who came to see it and all that stuff. I'll let you take this. Okay. <laughs> so Dance Nation is about a group of six dancers and they're a dance teacher. And it's basically just like the life of a like preteen girl um, and through their like dance competition live. And um, I don't even know how to describe this play. It's so weird because it right. is the most like empowering play. It has so many different themes about like growing up and like adolescence and yeah. girlhood and-, and about reclaiming um, your identity. Yeah. Um, after it's been broken. And like each of the girls has so many like all represents a different part of childhood or like a different type of character that you either are or know or you're like a bunch of and um Molly actually played four five different characters <laughs> and honestly was one of the highlights of the show because she played all the dance moms right um which was one of the funniest things all I've different ways yeah. yeah the wigs really stole the show <laughs> I, that was so funny yeah so I I went to see it and I well, I I remember how you said that you were kind of playing different parts, but I was not expecting that. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> yeah, because you had because you had to be a different mom for yeah. every single different character. And you're right, like each character embodied something different, so everyone was different. Meanwhile, like they're all like they were all the same age, going to the same dance studio. Yeah, it was weird. It was <laughs> it was so weird. It took a lot of separate character development, but right. I think one of the um we got a review from some local Pittsburgh theater critic and and he described it as like a mixture of what do you say like dance moms well it is loosely based on dance moms a mixture of dance moms and the hunger games yeah. which kind of summed it up like perfectly because we're wow. just like girls for half of the show like it's just such a crazy it's like kind of rep a representation of what goes on inside a like teenager or preteen girl's mind yeah because yeah. at their at this time in their lives like especially as a competitive dancer like everything is like life or death yeah uh, and that is very much depicted in this show and so you both saw it at CMU right like yeah. after you did it okay and how was that it was amazing it was mm -hmm. totally different from what we did it was very abstract um they did theirs in a black box yeah which I kind of loved I think it's, it's supposed to be in a black box honestly mm -hmm. but I think Pitt did it in we did it in theater. a more real way not like a real way but like Ours is more rooted in realism, kind of, but like not really. It's really hard to conceptualize the show because it's just so right. crazy. Yeah. Um, but I think we had more of a realer take on it, and CMU's was more abstract, um, mm -hmm. but still like rooted in realism. Um, but ours is just more like 
bigger like ours is just like a bigger production in terms of like the little stage and like lighting wise costume design set design wise gotcha and obviously the dancing at cmu was just incredible really yeah was it acting majors or musical theater majors or did it matter i think both okay i don't know know. but they were all majors okay i'm pretty sure did you like interact with them like before and after like did they come see your version like did you some people did. I was DMing one of the actors because I wanted to tell her she did a good job. And um, before, as we were getting seated, Molly and I got recognized by someone there. But just <laughs> she was just like staring. Yeah, oh. she was. She looked at us and she goes, "I know you." I don't even know, I who, don't she know was. who it was. I think she was a CME student because she was like working the like she was helping yeah. other people in. Yeah. Um, that was weird but I know yeah the actors couldn't come see it but they really wanted to so I was like sending them pictures of... but then they did then like the rest of them did yes oh like they all after we went and gave our review like the next few days they all went to go see it like separately oh our actors. yes uh, oh you're talking okay they're... yeah no they're <laughs> actors I don't think so but yeah. I don't know okay okay no but that's so cool and like it's and for those of you that don't know Carnegie Mellon University is right next to Pitt and so we you know share the same space and that's and I just think it's so ironic that you guys did it at the same time like yeah it's kind of funny yeah I also like it's such a luxury having Carnegie Mellon next door. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the Great Comet, and I'll talk a little bit about this when we talk about like the year 2022. Like that's my top three shows of 2022, like including things I saw on Broadway. Like the Great Comet Carnegie Mellon production was wow. off the charts. Good. I heard. I wanted to see it so bad. Mm-hmm. They had a spinning floor. <gasps> it was free. The girl who played Natasha is go. I mean, obviously like it was going to be amazing. Bottom line is Carnegie Mellon Musical, best best yeah. event of the year. Like, Unreal. I used to go every wow. year. I, I don't I don't know what they're doing this year, but like you guys have to go on my behalf because like it's actually- I would, I would love to. I've, I've always wanted to see I've a CMU show. show. I know, and I'm shocked I've never gone. And every single semester, I'm like, I'm going to go. I'm going to go this semester. So I, we, I, we have to go next year. We'll go, yeah. We'll do it. Yeah, better than to. things I see on Broadway. Every single year I've gone, it's always been better than something I've seen on Broadway that year. Wow. Like, multiple wow. things I've seen on Broadway. Those kids- can act, sing, and dance like oh, like yeah. not even like like it doesn't take effort. Like I've never born for the stage. Yeah, and also you think about like the alumni that are like oh. the people that went to CMU. Like, come on, like yeah. they have to be good. Like Leslie Adam Jr. Yeah, Renee Lee Goldsberry, Billy Porter, Matt yeah. Palmer. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. One of my yeah. like, family friends' daughters went to CMU and was just on. Well, not just. It was like four years. Well, maybe like five years ago. Now it was in Hello Dolly. It's just like they. CMU sets them up for Broadway. Yeah. They're doing yeah. um, Godspell. Oh my God! Can you go for me? I yeah. go. Doing a bu- I've never heard of some of the things that they're doing. Godspell. Well, the Great Comet of eighteen twelve was like literally incredible. Like top three theater I saw in twenty twenty two, and I saw a lot of Broadway shows. Yeah. Like, I've just I actually saw it twice because there was a different Natasha. Like there were two Natashas, oh and wow. the first time I went, I saw the first Natasha, and then I went with my friend Megan Parr, who I know you all know. Poor. she wanted to go and it was a different Natasha and so I got to like see both of them and yeah. the double cast <laughs> oh it's so good their shows are just unreal I don't get it it's like Broadway like a full-fledged Broadway production plopped in a university like it makes no oh. sense yeah we need to go um okay do we have anything else we want to talk about or should we dive into the drama of 2022 because I feel like I know where we can start with this um, yeah let's start let's start with Glee in real life how do we feel? 
Where were you when the announcement came out? How did you react? What have you heard? I, I saw it with our dear friend, Emma Chata, but we can get into that after. I need to hear your opinions first. So I was at Deep Creek Lake. If you guys know where that is, I don't know if you do, but um, I was at Deep Creek Lake when the announcement came out and I kind of remember it so specifically because I feel like every single time I'm at Deep Creek Lake, something traumatic happens. And not that this announcement was traumatic, <laughs> but the last time I was at Deep Creek Lake or like two times ago, Naira Vera found dead. And then this time, Leah Michelle. <laughs> so not emerging, emerging. Not only is it something traumatic, it's also something involving glee. Yeah. Yes. I know. Yes. Yes. And then the time before, or not the time before, literally like seven times before, Corey Monty. And you know what all, what day that was? My birthday. Oh. Wait, Corey Monteith died. It's all, it all happened in July, right? That week yeah. in July, Corey Monteith and Naya Rivera died on the same week, seven years apart or something. Yeah. Yeah. She, was, she was like a, a pronounced dead or like whatever, declared dead on my birthday, Corey dead on my birthday. And you know what else happened on my birthday? I was born. <laughs> <laughs> Coincidence? I think not. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. I actually don't remember where I was. Well, okay, I'm going to say something controversial and probably unpopular. I wasn't like shocked when they said that she was like, yes, yes. It's like, okay, she was funny girl in Glee, like whatever. Like I get it, but it wasn't like, I don't think it was the shock of the century because like I could have seen it coming. Am I like alone in that? No, I, I agree. I so saw it coming. I think the shock of it was more like her track record, knowing that like she would do it. She could do it, but yeah. like, will anybody actually put their foot down and allow her to do it? And so I was really shocked, but not in like a bad way necessarily more like just like, oh, this is going to be very interesting to watch from the outside. All of the like comments on like every, any Broadway, like Instagram about her were the funniest things ever. <laughs> like someone like who's going to like tell her that she got the part because she definitely can't like read the cast list and all that stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wait, OK, let's all take a vote. Who thinks that Leah Michelle can read? I think she can. I think she can I read. She but can probably, yes, she's been working since she was like nine. There's like no way she can't read. And also, <laughs> though, I do think the conspiracy theories are funny. And I wish you'd play into it a little bit more because frankly, like the the reasoning behind it is so ridiculous that if I was Leah Michelle, I would be like, this is awesome and hilarious. Let's <laughs> keep perpetuating it knowing that it's not true. No. She make a TikTok about it. She like, like she genuinely people and stuff. But like the best thing is the videos. There's like compilations that like prove the fact that she can't read and people like stitch clips together or whatever. And it's the funniest thing in the world. Like, I think it's so funny. There's one where she was like reading a children's book and somebody was like, I see an earpiece. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I will say the the one TikTok that she made whenever it was like, um, it's like the Kim Kardashian sound. And it's like, yeah, I'm okay, but can you talk for a sec? Like that, like that, that yes, sound. Yes, that oh was her, and it was her on the phone with Jonathan, like Jonathan Groff, like asking him to read something for me. Like whoever is her social media, like whoever does her social media, like that was brilliant. That was brilliant on their part for her to like feed into it because yeah. I think that's just, yeah, but. Yeah, <laughs> no, I totally agree. I have like a few things now that I've seen it that I think, and I hope I don't get in trouble for this. I think Leah Michelle saved Funny Girl, and I will tell you why. Let's hear it. When Beauty <laughs> was in it, it was about to close. You can look on Playbill.com and see the grosses. It was not even, like, it was not hitting. They were not filling seats. Like, 
okay personally like I made a good comparison which is like when I saw it with Beanie I laughed a lot more I was a lot like like it was a lot funnier like the humor played in way better when I saw it with Leah I was not oops sorry I thought I just saw something crawl because I used to have a rat here but that wasn't <laughs> whoa um, when I saw it with Leah I was like nodding my head to the music being like mm, a lot more because she's a better singer yeah I think the excitement and fandom surrounding Leah Michelle caused the audience to be so much louder when I saw it with Leah and thus gives the rest of the cast so much more energy too and mm-hmm. also is filling seats. And I think that's important because Funny Girl is so much more than just Leah Michelle or Beanie Feldstein. Mm-hmm. Funny Girl is a huge Broadway musical. It's a golden age musical. It has a huge ensemble. It has big production elements, a lot of people working on it. And I think it saved a lot of jobs in a time when Broadway really needed any show that possibly could stay open to stay open. Um, And even the parts that Leah Michelle weren't in, like the first time I saw Funny Girl, like Jared Grimes, who plays Eddie, does this like amazing tap number in the beginning and like everyone was just kind of standing there like <laughs> when I saw it when I saw it with Leah Michelle since the audience was so hype when Jared Grimes came out and did his tap number everyone was like like go go yeah. and so like the whole yeah. cast so much love um and unfortunately I think it is because people are so excited to be in the room seeing the whole meta idea of Leah Michelle happening but I do think it did have a more positive outcome overall for the show well, yes. And I think at the end of the day, like bottom line, Broadway is going to put people in shows that are going to make money. Yeah. Like that, that, like Beanie Feldstein wasn't doing a good job. It sucks. Like morally, like that was so bad of them to, of them to do that, but it was going to make them money to put Leah Michelle on the show. So that's what they did. And now it's doing better than ever because arguably, sorry, this is also controversial. Funny Girl isn't that amazing of a show. I know you said totally. it, yes, it's like old, yes, it's amazing, but like, it's boring. And like, like it's no one's like, no one's like dying to see it. People are only dying to see it because Leah Michelle was in it. So yeah. I think, I think that's like kind of what like the draw is. And I feel horrible for Beanie Feldstein. I think that's literally horrible what they did to her, but financially and to be successful they made the right decision yeah 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 also so funny to think about how many tickets were bought not because they like wanted to see leah michelle like kill it but just because like they wanted to go for the meme like so many people bought tickets for the meme like and like not cheap tickets either (laughs) like orchestra seats going to see leah michelle (laughs) the funniest thing (laughs) like yeah wait that's too good that's (laughs) too good also like I don't know the whole just like experience of being there felt very like dramatic in a way where it was like you could feel like the spazziness and energy of everyone around you like buzzing like it was it was was crazy like it was very chaotic like it was just a very chaotic energy that I don't think I'll ever like experience again um but yeah, no, she's great. Like the show is, like Valerie said, the show is fine. Like it's not that great of a show itself. Um, obviously, Barbara Babs will always be the best Fanny Bryce. And I think we can just leave it at that. Um, <laughs> another show that I want to hear Val's thoughts on is 1776, which I saw in the fall. And I personally didn't look that deep into it. I was just like, oh, like the songs sound better because they're sound they're sung by girls. And like, it just sounds better. What did you think of 1776? 
Yeah. So I had never seen it before, really. I mean, I I knew about it. I always thought it was like this boring thing because, yeah, it was just old white men singing about writing the Declaration of Independence. Like no one wanted to see that. And so whenever, yeah, Nan, exactly. Like so exciting, whatever. So Lindsay, my sister, she was kind of like, let's see 1776. And I was like, okay, we did Rush. We actually saw it on opening weekend. It was um, in previews before. And then we saw an opening weekend. And I personally really liked it. I thought it was really awesome that women and also people that were transgender were able to do it. And also like, it was, I thought it was empowering. Um, It is, I know that it was like kind of getting mixed reviews because they were trying too hard to be woke. I know that Josh, like that's kind of like what you had said as well. Um, For example, there was a part in the beginning, well, the very beginning is like all the women like, and, and, you know, non-binary everyone that walks, everyone walks forward and they are putting on their shoes and putting up their socks. And then like, they look into the audience and they're like, we're going to do this because we're not men or whatever. And like, personally, like I loved it, but other like you know critics and other people are kind of saying like we get it we get what you're trying to do like you didn't need to like make it that that known that you know you aren't men and that you're doing this production um like just with um people that are non-binary and women so it's just it's just I just thought I really liked it looking back like would I see it again probably not um but I thought everyone's talent was really really great um and I just thought it was a great experience honestly um and I do have a better appreciation for the history of America I kind of I learned a lot like I learned about that which was cool um now I know that Hamilton is not the only one that has like the history the history of like the beginning of America so um yeah that that was kind of my take on it yeah, I think I, I have a sit like I agree with all of that. I also think like I leaned into like the campiness of it that did, wasn't really supposed to exist, but more like came out of it as a result because it was just like so fun when like I know that there were supposed to be like political undertones and things. But for me, like I was just like this turned what like used to be like a really like subpar score into like a really great score because the yeah. songs have so much more like to them and energy to them. Um, right. Like. Carolee Carmelo, our, our lovely friend Ethan's mother, um, sang this amazing act two opener called Cool, Cool, Considerate Men, which was a song when I had the movie 1776 on DVD, like, I literally hated. And then I, like, watched that song and sung by her, and I was like, wow, like, new favorite song in the show. So it yeah. was, like, like that. We also, Nan and Molly there, I actually didn't even realize this song was from it, but you, I don't know if you remember, but someone in our musical theater class, it was, like, I'm not, I'm going to sound bad, but it's like, he played the violin, ha, ha, ha. You know the one that someone sang in our class? Oh, he plays the violin. Yeah, it's a yeah, great he plays song. violin. You know the song that I'm talking about? I don't remember. Wait, like, was we'll it put in a little audio clip of it so that you can all know it. Like, we'll put in a little audio. I, I think it might have been Shannon. Oh. I don't remember it. Wait, I think I do. We'll play it in audio clip. But anyway, it they they played it. And I was like, oh my God, how do I know this song? And it was like, because someone sang it in our musical theater class. But um, no, it was actually really, really, really good. And at the time, like I literally turned to my sister and I was like, this woman is going to get a Tony for this performance. Like I thought it was so good. So maybe she will, maybe she won't, probably not. But it was so, so, so good. I'm forgetting the actress's name. She's awesome. She was in like a bajillion other things, but it was really cool. Um, Thomas Jefferson's wife sings it. I would um, love to see that. So going on to the next show, Molly, you went to New York a few times. Yes, I did. Oh my God, when we went to that bar, that was so fun. Oh my gosh, <laughs> yes. 
I, I told my mom earlier, I was like, I'm, I'm going on Josh's podcast. She said, I love that kid. Oh my God. I love your mom. <laughs> um, do you want to take Into the Woods? Do you want to take the reins with this? The Into the Woods supercast revival that? Sure. Sure. Um, okay. Into the Woods is a very, it's a musical that's very near and dear to my heart. I wouldn't say it's my favorite like musical. It's not my favorite song time, but <clears throat> I did it my senior year of high school. So, you know, it's very sentimental. I loved it. Um, but when I saw this revive, first of all, when I saw this revival cast like come out, I think I my heart literally stopped. Like I just I couldn't I couldn't believe that this would was happening. And when I went to see it, I was fully well, Sarah Bareilles got COVID. So I was so excited for her because I'm a huge, I'm a huge Sarah fan, just like her music in general. Like I love her. Um, so I was pretty bummed, but honestly, it when I saw the show, I didn't feel up afterwards, I didn't feel upset that Sarah wasn't there because oh. the true star of the show, hands down, Julia Lester. Yes. Oh, she took that show. Yeah. She took it by the reins and like she her career is just going to like mm -hmm, shoot up to the sky I mean it already is incredible like with high school musical um but she's seriously so 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 talented also one fun fact about me is when I found out that Molly was going to see this show I started crying not because I'm like a fan of Into the Woods but because she was going to be seeing Brian Darcy James who famously right. played my favorite character of all time Shrek and my favorite show of all time, Shrek the Musical. Yes, Netflix, <laughs> yeah. the Netflix version of Shrek is so good. <laughs> a fun fact about Nan is she'll talk about Shrek. The iconography of Shrek. And why don't you tell me you were um, sitting a few rows behind when you went? Oh, <laughs> okay. So I literally forgot about that. So I was sitting something I don't know why like maybe my family I don't know every time I go see a musical with my mom like someone famous is like either right next to us or like a few rows in front of us so the Bernadette Peters was sitting like three or four rows in front of us um for Into the Woods and I like went over I obviously wasn't gonna like say something to her so I just like had my dad take a picture of me like with the playbill <laughs> just like Bernadette was in the back <laughs> so I was pretending like I wanted a picture of myself with the playbill and the stage yeah. but you have to be so nonchalant about it you have to be like yeah, oh I, like I just happen to want this picture right here yeah exactly <laughs> no it was crazy I couldn't believe it I think I was thinking about honestly I would like to see Into the Woods again maybe on tour because I was thinking about Bernadette like a lot of the time mm -hmm. so yeah it was I loved it I, I cried multiple times it was yeah it was beautiful and I loved the costuming too I loved the rainbow vibes. It was great. It was not typical Into the Woods costumes. But. Guys, am I allowed to give a really hot take? Yes, give a hot take. I am not the biggest Sondheim, Sondheim fan. I don't, I, like, I've wow. never, like, I watched Into the Woods for the first time less than a year ago. I just, like, one thing about me is I'm very, like, music-oriented, so like, not that she, like the Into the Woods music. No, 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 stop. I didn't say anything yet. Not that like Into the Woods doesn't have great music, but like the melodies aren't my speed per se. Like I'm not the biggest fan of like the super jumpy stuff. Um, um, yeah, I don't know. I've never really like, I've never been a fan. Like, have you seen one? What? A Sondheim musical. Not in the, with my 
eyes okay people we'll, right in front no. of me We're, you can go see a Sondheim musical and then it'll be fine I think every Sondheim musical is very different too like I wouldn't necessarily consider myself a Sondheim person but I do really like Into the Woods and I do really like Company and like I don't know I don't like Merrily We Roll Along which is like a mm-hmm. Sondheim musical so I think also like every one of his works is like really different and like if you took time to like explore into his works I guarantee you you'll find one that like yeah I yeah you can have your opinion I just think it's (laughs) I think he's he's just brilliant like I don't know just musical theater would not be musical theater without him yeah Yeah, definitely I so agree though that Julia Lester like stole the show like she's so I saw it with our other friend of the podcast Lauren Taylor who (laughs) was like freaking out the whole time also (laughs) Right, Lauren's gonna listen to this back, and she's gonna be like, "Why did they talk about me so much?" Like, I'm no, literally, <laughs> Lauren Taylor was at accidentally at the last musical I saw a couple of weeks ago. Which tell them who you were sitting next to at that one, which is oh, all. Awesome. Okay, so Josh and I, Josh will want to get into this, but Kimberly Akimbo, I'll just say the yes. name. So I went to see Kimberly Akimbo a couple of weeks ago, and Lauren Taylor was just there randomly, which is crazy. And um, my mom was sitting right next to jessica lang uh, and gabbing it up, and huh gabbing it up they were chatting no yes yeah. they were chatting. well she was she had i don't know why like my mom thought it was for covid but they bought the seat next to her and it was empty and i was like i don't think it's for covid because she's still surrounded by people i think it's just so people don't like try to touch her oh, so like it was yeah. it was jessica lang on the end and then some man and then an empty seat and then my mom oh my god they were yeah it was yeah let's like dive into Kimberly Akimbo Valerie what do you know about Kimberly Akimbo nothing sorry that's okay you'll you'll learn about it soon when the soundtrack comes out for sure no and I know it's like the next new big like musical and I know that do you think it's gonna win a lot of Tony's I think it'll win every Tony. I mean, I think it's like critic. Okay, so what I've noticed pattern wise is that Tony's usually aligned with critic view, like the views of critics. Yeah. Except really liked Kimberly Akimbo. And so I'm assuming, given that like that's usually the pattern, unless a new musical in the spring, which might like overshadow mm-hmm. it, like I think it totally has in the bag. What do you think, Molly? Oh no, I agree. I totally agree. I left I left that musical and I thought about it for like a whole week after and I still think about it sometimes but it's rare that that happens I usually like take the night and then you know move on but <laughs> it is the weirdest coolest most unique piece of theater I've yeah. ever seen I always tell people this I've actually I've sent a lot of my friends in New York who like live here who aren't per se like theater people but still like enjoy like the activity of going to Broadway shows to see it and what I found is that it takes the concept of something like death it could be the saddest show on the planet it's not it makes it so digestible and it's so like quirk the ride itself is so like quirky and fun yeah. and colorful that like when you're watching it you're like oh like am I watching an episode of like Phineas and Ferb like I feel like I'm watching a cartoon but then you walk out and you're like holy shit like that was so deep yeah that's so interesting it's well, also and and like you were describing I've what I forgot the exact words used Joss but like like the like unique like a unique piece of theater like if you think about it like that's what a lot of people said about the last well, like almost every single show that won best musical like if, if I look back on the, like the last few years like a lot of people said those exact same things like it was unique like you know it's um never really been done before so that's really cool because I feel like it could definitely fall into that category 
It's awesome. And I will say something that I think is really important to mention is that it's mainly supported by people who are between the ages of what, 20 and 23, like literally our age, Mm -hmm. like the cast besides Kimberly and her parents and the aunt, it's all made up of kids who are like, like either didn't finish college and decided to do this instead, or like fresh out of college, like first, second year out of college, just like living their best life on Broadway. I'm pretty sure the guy who played, um, What's his name? The friend Seth is Seth his name? He's 20, I think. He's literally no, he's fresh out of I'm pretty sure he's fresh out of high school. Wait, really? I feel because like he, it said like um I I read his bio it said like some high school performing arts high school I think and he had just graduated. He was class of 2021. Oh my god, yeah. Wait, yeah, cuz he was a Jimmy at 2021 final. Yes, a Jimmy. Yes, that's what I saw, wow. yeah. Yeah, okay. So we I he love the show in my opinion. He is going to win a Tony, I think. He, he's so good. Uh, he's he's so crazy good. good. But basically, I feel like we've talked so much about it. We haven't actually explained the plot. Very yeah. simple plot. It's about a girl. She has a disease. They never name what the disease is, but it's supposed to be something of like progeria where your body rates at a, like, uh, ages at a rate five to six times, or your body ages at a rate four to five times of the normal person. So basically, she's 16, but the character is played by someone in like their 60s. Um, and in the show, she turned 16, which is the average life expectancy for someone with the disease. But the way it's told is very, wouldn't you say cartoonish in a way? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yes, I would, I would agree with the, with the cartoonish. It was, it was very easily digestible. And it's such, when you, when you tell someone the plot of it, they're like, oh God, like, I don't, I don't want to see that. That's depressing. And yes, I like actually sobbed. It was sad, but I th- I feel like it was less of like sad because you know you're you're thinking about what's gonna happen to to Kim, and more just how beautiful life is. It's just I don't know. It's it was very, it was remarkably touching. It's a very special show. Um, I would recommend everyone sees it. I think it's the best show I've seen in the past five years. Um, Wow, Josh, I'm documenting that you saying that. Yeah, no, I'm serious. Like, and I think Molly, I think I told you this. Like, I was really hyping it up right after I saw it. Oh yeah. There are a few songs in it. Like, I obviously there's some like great, like energetic numbers, like "Make Your Shitty Life Better," Mm -hmm. Uh, this time, which is like the Act One finale, which feels like a really classic, like contemporary Act One finale. The other thing I love is it's structured like a musical. It's structured like a classic Mm -hmm. musical. It has an opening number. It has an I want song. It has a really like flashy act one finale. Like it, the, the score sounds like contemporary musical theater. Um, but also there were really weird and quirky songs like the check washing song. That, that <laughs> took me out. I'm like, whoa. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Just poke that in the eyes so bad. Are you okay? <laughs> that took me out. Like, seriously, I was, I was watching that scene. Like what, what is going on? Like it felt like a fever dream. And also, I don't know if, if you remember the, the the scene where they were doing their disease projects. Yes, 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 yes. With the like, I I was wondering when is this? When does this musical take place? Because there were so many elements. Nineteen ninety nine. Nineteen ninety nine. Actually, nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, it says it in the playbill. Nineteen ninety nine. Okay. 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 Cool. Because there were so many elements. That I was like, I remember this from my childhood, but. It hasn't like the thing that you use to present where you put the oh my god, yeah, they use like one of those light reflecting projectors. It's on the wall. 
yeah. those projectors, but they're not like digital projectors. It's like you would put it under a light and it would reflect onto the wall. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, yeah, so I loved it. Literally amazing show. Go see Kimberly Akimbo. Go see it. I cannot plug it enough. Okay, um, and then I want to hear from Nan and Val. Like, what were your favorite pieces of theater? It doesn't have to be in, on Broadway. It could be in Pittsburgh. Like, anything you saw this year that you were just like, that was awesome. What did I see this year? One thing about me is I'm a fake theater kid. Okay. I've done so much theater. I've been doing it for so much. Like, especially the past two years, I feel like I've, like, like even career-wise, like, I've done so much. But I don't know theater. Like, I don't, like... Like I'm, I'm not a real, I'm not a diehard theater fan. Got it. Nan, plug, I, plug your, plug your Instagram. Oh, guys, follow one Nan band on Instagram. Oh my God, yeah, she's a musician. I forgot. Yeah, Nan is super good at like music and composing music and like <laughs> playing music. And um, so yeah, she says she's not a theater kid, but like she could, you could, you could like play songs in theater, right? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like I love theater. Like I. I'm always like singing theater songs, all that stuff. But like, if you ask me like a question about a show, there's a 90% chance I haven't seen it. Talk about Matilda. I didn't even finish watching it. Oh, who, who watched it? Who watched it? I watched it. How, how amazing was it? Comes on this podcast and doesn't finish Matilda and shit. <laughs> hey. No, because I literally, I sent us, I think I sent, I sent a mass Snapchat. I think I sent it to Nana Molly and I was like <laughs> literally sobbing at Matilda the musical and it was like halfway through and Nan sent me back and she was like, and she was like at the end watching it. How did you not finish it, Nan? That makes no sense. Because my friend wanted to skip to the end to watch um, like Revolting Revolting Children. Children or something. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to watch it. I started watching it at my house, but I don't live in a theater household. So I turned it on and we were, everyone was like, oh, I'm bored. I don't even like musicals. So oh. I had to turn it off. Well, it's really, really good. I thought it was great. I thought Emma Thompson was awesome. I liked the main. Oh my that. gosh. Her prosthetics. Golden Globe. Yeah. Globe for her or Oscar, like something like she was nuts. Yeah. That was so, so the good. Miss Honey love oh okay. was perfect so I thought she's from if anyone's into um marvel she's ca- like she's captain marvel's bff that's who she is yes she's Ram- rambo Maybe that makes sense mm-hmm. i know she's familiar i was like why do i know her i know i was like how do i know? and then like, i looked her up i was like oh my god she's captain america's bff crazy no matilda was literally like First of all, one of my favorite stage musicals I've ever seen. That movie was so fucking good. Like, so good. Also, the kids, like, how do you do that? That's what I don't understand. Like, people 12 and up, I can understand doing theater. People below the age of 12, I don't understand how you do that. I know. They're so good. And, like, and, and that's, like, a not an easy show. Like, it's, and it's also, yeah, it's it's also has a really dark theme, too. Like, it's not a very, like, up, uplifting movie show in general. So for so many kids to, like, be involved with that and, like, see, I mean, I guess in their eyes, they're probably not thinking about, like, oh, the theme of the show is too dark. They're probably having fun, but it definitely is demanding. Yeah. The, the fact that it can be carried by a nine-year-old girl is crazy. No, I watched the video where she got the call saying she got the part. It was so cute. I love Alicia Weir. I'm like obsessed with her. I've been watching like all of her interviews. She's like, she's like 11 and she's like the smartest, like most charming person. 
I know. And also like, I know I talk about this all the time, but yes, I did study abroad in Dublin, Ireland and she's <laughs> Irish. And so I, I recognized her accent and I was like, oh my God, I looked her up and she like was born and raised in Dublin. Like that is just makes her even more special because <laughs> Ireland has a very special place in my heart. Anyway. <laughs> also shout out to friend of the podcast, Annalise Garpacci, who was a swing in Matilda. And yes. like when she was like 12 covered like three different roles at the same time somehow yeah yeah I know and she talked about a lot about being a child actor and you know my sister works with child actors too it's just it's crazy how that all works um definitely check that episode out if you haven't listened to it because it's super good yes definitely um okay so Josh do you have any more shows you want to talk about or do you want to wrap up I don't think so. I think we can wrap up. Um, okay. So we always like to end our episodes. Well, Nan kind of already already said this, but we're gonna um, we're gonna have her elaborate, I guess. Um, but we always like to end our episodes with our guests saying their favorite musical and why. And Molly, I know, like you, you probably said one last time. I'll say I don't, a different one I don't. I don't know if you remember what it is, but if it's changed or something. On a different one. If it hasn't changed, that's okay too. You can expand on it more, but we'll give you a second and then feel free, whoever wants to start. Well, seeing as I know my answer, um, once again, it is Shrek the Musical and I always get hate for this, but I love the music. Like the music from that show is so good and it is like, I don't know. It's something that I can listen to always and it's so fun and so funny and it's such an easy show. Like it's such a like, like it's such a fun show to be in and I donkey is one of my dream roles in life and I hope that one day I'm afforded the opportunity to play this prestigious character prestigious I love that word um no because Shrek the musical why does the soundtrack slap so hard that's the thing because I feel like people hate on it because it's Shrek and then like they don't actually give it a second and they don't listen to it like forever dragon song such a good also, good. also wait you just reminded me of something which is major the people who wrote shrek the musical janine tesori wrote the score and david Lindsay bear wrote the book they loved working together and their first musical back together collaborating was kimberly akimbo that's what i thought because i saw that name in the program and i was like shrek but i but i didn't know that it was both of them meant the to two be of them have not worked together on a musical since shrek so like no wonder it's so good yeah our listeners have didn't see our faces but literally all of our jaws dropped so <laughs> man you have to see it i have to know wow. no but who i'd be that ballad makes me cry every single time like if i'm in my bag and like i need to cry i'll listen to who i'd be from shrek the musical because why is it so good that's all i have to say i agree so who i'd be is like goosebump inducing like yeah. Yeah. incredible work i love we love david Lindsay Bear and janine tesori so yeah <laughs> Okay, my favorite last time, I definitely say said Les Mis because like in general, like that is just, I don't know. It's not like yeah. I even listen to the music that much, but it's just so good. But this time around, my favorite, the musical that I listened to the most this year was Company. Mm. Great choice. Company, it's just, I don't know. Can we I get a favorite it. song? A favorite song? Um, Oh my God, I love Another 100 People. I love that one. Um, being alive is just like, you know, classic. Being. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It's so, so, so good. Um, 
also oh my god I'm I just gonna say this really quickly the Museum of Broadway um the new Museum of Broadway in New York has an incredible company room wait it's you great. went yes I went um a few weeks ago Josh you need to go have you been? I like need to go I'm like waiting until 2023 to go because it's tourist season right now in New York and I like oh yeah true uh, yeah but yeah. no I've heard it's like incredible it's no it's awesome like I want to go again and genuinely because I was kind of I don't know sometimes museums like I I feel bad like taking up so much time and just like reading everything but there's just so much it's it's great it's great you have to go you both have to go I've heard it's like a Broadway fan's dream no it is yeah like you guys need to go and then do a whole podcast episode on it you should do a vlog oh my god we should so do a podcast episode on it that would be so good yeah when are you coming to New York like when can Right. So about that. Um, I don't have the next trip planned, but I'm sure I will be there soon. Um, next year I will actually um not be in New York, but I will be closer to New York. So you be in Philly. No. Thank you so much, Nia and Molly, for coming on. Um, this has been so much fun. Oh, um, fun. yeah. So feel free to follow One Nan Mand. Um, that's um O N E N A N B A N D. Um, no, guys, you don't understand. Didn't like Joshua Bassett comment on your Yeah. yeah. Stop. Yeah. That's cool. And he posted me on his Instagram. Yeah. <gasps> what? Oh, wait. That's a slay to have. What's the picture again? Huh? What what was what did he post again? It was like a while ago. He, I was in like his top whatever percentage of fans and his team reached out to me and I was on a video call with him and he was like, oh yeah, like I'll send you free merch. And like, I told him at the end of the call, I was like, oh my God, like I, like you were one of the first, you, he, one of his songs was the first thing I ever posted on that account. And he like checked out my account. This is, I wish he, I wish this happened like now because when he commented, I was like two months into playing the guitar and I just like kind of figured stuff out and he like went through the account and like commented and like liked a, like a post that he had to like scroll through to find and I was like oh my god so wait cool. man that's so because I'm obsessed with that him. means he saw your profile that means he instagram yeah. stuff yeah wow that you should know, be like, one of your two truths and a lie is Joshua Bassett stalked my instagram one <gasps> yeah yeah that's, that's a good awesome. one um but no thank you so much for coming on um if you were going to be in the pittsburgh area be sure to see abduction in april um it is going to be so 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 good um josh and i will be there for sure oh, I'm um, so yeah, we will um talk to everyone soon and thank you so much for coming on bye everyone Thanks, guys. what song should we outro with who i'd be from shrek slay great choice <laughs> all right cue who i'd be <laughs> Bye. I guess I'd be a hero with sword and armor clashing, looking semi dashing, a shield within my grip. Or else I'd be a Viking And live a life of daring While smelling like a herring Upon a Viking ship I'd sail away, I'd see the world I'd reach the farthest reaches I'd feel the wind, I'd taste the salt and sea And maybe storm some beaches That's who I'd be that's who I'd be 
story. I could be a poet and write a different story, one that tells of glory and wipes away the lies. Into the skies I'd throw it. The stars would do the telling. The moon would help with spelling. And night would dot the eyes. I'd write a verse, recite a joke with wit and perfect timing. I'd share my heart, confess the things I yearn, and do it all while rhyming. But we all learn. But we all learn. An ogre always hides. An ogre's fate is known. An ogre always stays in the dark and all alone. So yes, I'd be a hero, and if my wish were granted, life would be enchanted, or so the stories say. Of course, I'd be a hero, and I would scale a tower to save a hothouse flower. I'd carry her away, but standing guard would be a beast. I'd somehow overwhelm it. I'd get the girl. I'd take a breath, and I'd remove my helmet. We stand and stare. We speak of love. We feel the stars ascending. We share a kiss. I find my destiny. Your own.